good morning and welcome to the latest episode of the MagiCast. I'm your host, Scott Munro. Welcome to episode 197. We're recording this on a Friday morning, bright and early. Uh, this is the AC Milan preview for tomorrow evening's game. This is the 6pm kickoff in Italy and the 5pm kickoff in the UK, which is a big game. It has a very big game feel to it. Uh, with me this morning... I have an AC Milan fan. I also have a Southampton fan. Schalke, Schalke 04. Uh, DC United season ticket holder. Uh, one half of the Serie A sit down. And he has his own Schalke podcast. I have Richard Carmen. Thank you for co- joining me on this Friday morning. It is very early for you. You did suggest this time for yourself. How are you? And are you excited for tomorrow's game? <laughs> good morning. Uh, it's quite an introduction. Yes, I'm. I'm good. I'm doing very well this morning, uh, and I'm very excited for tomorrow. It's a big, a uh, big Champions League game, uh, basically. Yeah, uh, Champions, Champions League six pointer. Pretty much, the head to head is at one point each, which is a two two draw at the San Siro. I think that was the second game back this year, where me AC Milan were two 0 up, and then Roma hit back. 2-2 two, two with two late goals but before we go into the game this is your debut on the podcast I've been on your podcast a couple of times and really really enjoyed it um, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you guys do at Serie Sit Down and your other podcast also yeah so uh, Richard Carmen uh, I'm, I live over here in Washington DC in the United States uh, and I've been doing podcasting for ooh Serious sit down now. We're on our seventh season now. Um, so we do that for a while. Uh, we like to call that show a recap show on steroids because we talk about every Serie A game and our podcast used to go to two hours long easily. Uh, one of our podcasts went three hours long. It could have gone more if we wanted to, oh. but we had to cut it off. Um, so yeah, we, you know, it's Frank Cravello and myself and we, like I said, we, we, it's a weekly show. We, we talk every game and, and try to get in depth as possible. I uh, had a really good relegation discussion last weekend. And then uh, my other podcast is Shock America. So uh, we focus solely on Shaka, uh, myself and my and my co-host, uh, Jack Mangan. And yeah, we go we deep dive into a team where uh, who are struggling this year towards uh, relegation, just like Southampton in the English Premier League. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I've seen both ends of the spectrum this year. Yeah, one of your team is gunning for Champions League glory and then two others, which are relegation. But uh, have you been able to watch any DC United this season? I know you, you've messaged me before and um, said that you've been to a couple of games. Have you been to a couple of games this season? Yeah, I've already been to uh, two or three home games so far. Uh, another one scheduled this weekend. So yeah, I am a season ticket holder. So uh, it's nice to get out there. And uh, it's a really nice stadium, actually, that they have, um, modern stadium. So yeah, no, it's, it's really fun to watch. And uh, I already have great seats. I try not to give up. Uh, I like to take my kid when I when I can. So. It's good to take the young in as early as possible. My dad took me when I was six to my first game, and I've been going almost thirty years now to watch football. It's really good. How much did you? How much are tickets for DC United? If you don't mind me asking, I think um, each ticket goes around. Um, oh man, I want to say it's either thirty five. Thirty-five dollars a ticket a game, or forty-four. I think it's thirty-five for my that's seats. Not, that's not bad, not bad. Actually. That's quite good. That's really good. Um, I, I'm off to a game tomorrow in League Two, and I paid twenty-five pounds. So that's probably twenty-eight, twenty-nine dollars, roughly. 
as okay. roughly about that much. But yeah, um, before we get into tomorrow's tomorrow's game, Champions League, Champions League semi final. There's one Italian team will be in the Champions League semi uh, Champions League final in at the end of May, and Milan derby. I think this is the first Milan derby semi final. Was it since o two o three? Yeah, when, yeah, exactly. The away goals, Milan went through away goals and we all know what happened in the final. 120 (laughs) minutes of horrific, horrible football and AC Milan beat Juventus at Old Trafford on penalties. But how excited are you for the um, Champions League semi-final? Milan derby, it's going to be a watch. I'm really excited to watch it. Yeah, it's going to be an epic game. You know the the choreography for both teams are going to be ridiculous. Both legs... Uh, the advantage of being in the same, playing in the same stadium, right? And, and you know this with Roma and, and Lazio. Um, so this is going to be a fantastic game over two legs. Uh, two teams who are finding their form in Champions League. And so two cup managers who are excellent this year. And uh, yeah, it's going to be exciting football. It's going to be, it's going to be a, a true chess match between, you know, Pioli and, and Zaghi. Uh, it's going to be so fun to watch. Um, obviously, both teams will be the underdog going into the finals, whoever it is. Uh, but it's a one game, one game playoff. Anything can happen. So we've seen Porto in 2004 with a title, right? So mm. yeah, it, it's it really anything can happen. But you know, um, it would be a magical final to see a Real against uh, AC Milan. It'll be the two most winningest clubs in the Champions League history going head to head. But you know, it could be the other two teams. So anything can happen. Anything can happen. Yeah, Manchester City Real Madrid is the other semi final. Um, Man City. Oh god, they they look invincible at the moment. And Real Madrid, uh, even though they lost to Girona at, um, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and um, and a former MLS player uh, Tati Castellanos scored four. Um, but yeah, really, really two very good, interesting ties in the Champions League. Um, I think the Italian teams in Europe have done really well this season. Um, you've got Fiorentina in the uh, Conference League. Got Roma and Juventus in the Europa League. You did have Napoli along in the Champions League, but AC Milan defeated them over the two legs. Really got their number in the three games they played in the last three, four weeks. And then the two Milanese clubs. I think. Do you feel that like the Italian football is back on the boom in in Europe in Europe this season? I do, I do. I think uh, we have you know some really great cup managers. Obviously, I, I talked about Inzaghi and Pioli. I think Vincenzo Italiano's done a, a marvelous job mm. with the Fiorentina with the three with the three tournament season with the Coppa Italia as well. He's in the Coppa Italia finals, uh, and then obviously you got Mourinho and uh, Allegri who are also very very good uh, in the cups. So yeah, it's a, it's been a, a renaissance, if you will, of European and, and European competitions for the for the Serie A clubs, and it's uh, even you know even Spalletti with with Napoli they they were marvelous as well. So. Um, really, all all teams are were, are very dangerous, and I think you know we'll, we'll see at least two champions this year, um, one in Conference League, one in um, Europa League. But uh, we'll see if it's three for three. That was going to be my next question. And you confident of two two Italian winners? I think one or two was probably sounds about right. Yeah, I would love to see an all Italian uh, Conference League final between Juventus and uh, Roma. Um, that would be uh, just. Uh, Storytelling as it is, just alone with the managers, uh, and then Fiorentina, just the way they're playing. Um, I, you know, early on I was like, yeah, I don't really trust their form, but they figured it out in Europe, and then they're kind of carrying that into Serie A now. So, yeah, I, I, I back them up. I know they're probably going to play a team like West Ham or something like that, but um, mm. 
I'm confident in Fiorentino's skill set. And then, yeah, you know, anything like I said, anything can happen in Champions League. So, you know, potentially three winners, but I, I think we're going to have at least two. Interesting. I do feel West Ham, so it's West Ham, Basel, Azad Alkmaar, Fiorentina. That's going to be interesting. Uh, the Europa League, I'm nervous about that already. Bayer Leverkusen doing well under Xabi Alonso, Juventus, Allegri. Uh, it's just going to be so fun. Um, but yeah, um, I, European football and uh, with the Italian teams this season have been it's been it's been really good to see. But the big game tomorrow, Richard, it's fourth versus fifth. Both got identical goal difference and points, fifty six points. Uh, two ahead of Inter, uh, three behind Juventus. We won't talk about the Juventus points penalty because we could be here for about an hour and you don't want to be late for work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't. But uh, Napoli are the streets ahead. They're 17 points clear and they could could win the Scudetto this weekend if they beat Salonisana. And is it if Lazio went in to draw? I think it is. If I believe so, yes. Yeah, so they they have a strong chance. But how are you feeling going in, into this game? Because Ace Milan are picking up points. Uh, I think there's six unbeaten in all competitions. The last defeat was the Udinese defeat uh, just before the international break. You come back strong, beating Napoli 4 0, um, drawing 0 0 against Empoli, and then drawing 1 0 against Bologna. And then beating Lecce last weekend 2 0. That was sandwiched in between the two Champions League ties against Napoli, where you win 1 0 at home and then draw 1 all away in Naples and go through. And then I've just got the, I've got the schedule in front of me. So you've got Cremonese, because there's a midweek round of action Cremonese at Lazio, Inter, Spezio, uh, Spezia, Inter, and then the final three games against Sampdoria, Juventus, and, and Hellas. It's, it's an interesting run in. Um, the the two I think you've probably picked the right game to be sandwiched in between the two inter games with Spezia but com- how's how are you feeling with the Milan fan base going into tomorrow because it, as you said earlier it is a a Champions League knockout game especially with Juventus getting their fifteen points back um, it's that's throwing a spanner in the works but it, it could be winner takes all tomorrow I know it's it's early but. It, that that game could be pivotal for the the Champions League spots. Yeah, it, it's a huge game. Um, you know, for both clubs, uh, we saw some interesting results last weekend, obviously. Um, but uh, it could be a winner take all. I mean, if there's a draw, obviously it would still it would still go out there. But you know, we're, we're talking about on our podcast, like, are we going to see a shrinking of the of the of the points and the places, or are we going to see some separation? And you know, the winner potentially, if someone one of the two teams win. They got a three-point gap on you know on on fourth place, which would be ideal. Um, and then they'd have you know basically just got to see out the games compared to everybody else, and, and really they have the advantage. So I think yeah, I think tomorrow is a huge game. Um, both teams are are in interesting form. Milan's kind of found their form all of a sudden, uh, defensively especially. They're kind of looking like they did last year during the Scudetto run uh, with the reemergence of Simon Chiar back there with Vicario uh, Tomore, uh, Calabria on the right hand side, and Teo Hernandez on the left. Um, especially with the holding midfielders of um, Benacer, uh, Tonali, and um, and now the emergence of Krunic. they just defensively they seem very formidable. Um, 
And so, you know, in their game, it's going to be, it's going to be low scoring, uh, minus that four nothing game at Napoli. Uh, so it's, just, it's going to be, it's going to come down to tactics for sure. It's going to be both managers want to give up possession on the ball. Um, Mourinho likes to play on the counterattack, as does Pioli lately. Uh, so it's going to see who, who gets more possession in this game. And, uh, it's going to come down to the little things in the game. Uh, it's going to be a huge game. So. Yeah, um, tomorrow it's like I feel this is the first of the 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 two big games because the week after the other Milanese club comes to Stadio Olimpico, and so Roma have got Monza in in midweek, and then they've got Inter the following week. So it's those three. Or would you call Monza a Milanese club, or is it just outside? It seems like, especially with Berlusconi and Galliani. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a, potentially we've got three Milan clubs playing Roma in the space of seven days. But I think the way the fixtures is, I think for both clubs, it's where's the he- where is the head at? Because you've got the three Serie A games before the two. Sorry, before the first leg of the European games, then you've got the game sandwiched in between. I think Roma away at Bologna. Milan are at home, uh, got Spezia, sorry. And then you've got the second leg, and then it's just, you've got the final three games of the season. Plus you've got a couple of big injuries on your team at the moment. Yeah, that's the big point. Monday was a big loss because I didn't really care about the result. Um, I had a feeling Roma would probably drop points in Bergamo just because of the emotion of the final game the previous Thursday. Me and Joey, who is on the pod, we talked about the emotion and the key points in that game. You had the the low of Pak Shao scoring that header, and then you have the the, the massive high with Dybala scoring, and then the two goals in extra time. Great result. Good draw against Bayer Leverkusen. I'm really interested to see that because that's master against apprentice but then monday i had a feeling Mourinho would go would rest a couple of players and then the injuries the, the tackle on Dabala was horrific and luckily he, he could be on the bench tomorrow the big one is diego lorente because he's come into his own after his move from leeds and has picked up a muscle injury um the talk is we we did on our pod like on Tuesday, could Roma go back to a back four, which could be interesting? Maybe mirror up what Milan have doing in recently. We could have back four of Celic, Mancini, Ibanez, Spinazzola. Which Celic versus Liao, I would be more comfortable with. If it's Zaleski versus Liao. I think Milan would have a lot of joy down that left-hand side because Liao is coming into his own recently. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. He's kind of like refound his form last year mm. and uh, he's got more goals than last year and almost the same as him. So uh, he's really coming into his MVP form last year. It's scary how good he is. It's scary how good and comfortable on the ball and direct. I would feel more comfortable with a defensive-minded right-back against him. If it's Zaleski, I would, I probably wouldn't watch the game afterwards <laughs> because I'd probably just delete <laughs> him because it would just... I do like Zaleski. I like, <laughs> I like him. He, he's good going forward. Um, I think he's more comfortable on the left-hand side. But I think, with it, as you pointed out, with Roma's injury problems, especially in defence, there's no Chris Smalling. 
he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. Um, Lorente's going to be out for a couple of weeks. That's two big losses. And then we were talking on our part of Roma going to a back four. Um, if it was a back three, it'd probably be Mancini, Abanez, and Kumbula, uh, which doesn't fill me with confidence. Um, if it's a 4-2-3-1, I think Matic and Cristante will, will be duo with Tonali and Benesser. Matic has come into his own. He's been excellent in the last couple of weeks. But yeah, I think, as you said earlier, there's going to be this individual battles on the pitch. Um, best friends on the pitch as well with Abraham and Tamori. Um, Spinazzola versus Calabria, if, it, if that is. And yeah, the midfield battle. And imagine Giroud up top against Mancini and Ibanez. I think I know Mancini loves a battle, but you were right. The individual battles on the pitch could be could be interesting to watch, and I think those one on one duels are going to be interesting. And that's where I feel that is going to be a moment of brilliance, a set piece, and maybe like the game in January where they could have a comeback on the on the cards because. Head-to-head is also important, isn't it, Richard? Because it's it's one point each. Yeah. It's a draw. Whoever wins this goes ahead ahead on the head-to-head, and that's that's crucial going into the end of the season because next week Roma play Inter, and Roma have got that head-to-head. Um, if Atalanta come up and get those and get start winning again, they Roma lose the head-to-head against Atalanta because they've lost both games. But yeah, it's. Well, I'm excited. I'm nervous. It's it has that massive game feel to it, doesn't it? It's just the tension between both fans. The Olympico is going to be buzzing tomorrow, and it's just yeah, gonna, all to play for. All to yeah, play all for, to for play sure. for. Yeah, it's it's going to be really good to watch. I'm super excited. I know that. I can't. I can't wait. Uh, I'm glad. I'm glad I have to work Sunday, not Saturday, because uh, <laughs> I, I would have missed the game otherwise. So. Uh, work on a Sunday. Yeah. No. That. Yeah. Um, Five o'clock kickoff. It's going to be amazing. Do you have any like who's the apart from Lee out? Who would you probably say is the standout? Magic Mike, Magic Mike Manion, who's come back. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Made that Milan defense and that back five just look more more solid. He's he's a hell of a keeper. I still can't believe PSG let him go for pittance to Lille. I know. I know. Absolute. How did they do that? But he is. If it wasn't for his injury, would you say Milan would be more of a, a title contender? I do. Yeah, I do. I, I mean, Napoli's had almost a perfect season this year, so I don't know they would be right there, but they'd be you know maybe battle for the top two for sure. Um, I think Magnon's injury was huge for Milan, and defensively, there's not. I mean, Tatarasano is just not as not even close to being any, anywhere as good as Magnon. So they Milan certainly struggled. Uh, but now you see the, like I said, the reemergence of Kiar as well, and that with coupled with uh, Mike Magnon, the defense has become almost impenetrable at the time. At the time being, so um, yeah, it's just uh, defensive solidity, and that's you know defense wins championships. So we'll see. I mean, it's going to be a, a super tough game, but I think you know two standouts for Milan are obviously Leao and Magnon, and then some like unsung heroes are guys like Krunic and Brahim Diaz, and even Salamakers to an extent. So. Um, yeah, the team's trying to find itself uh, again after uh, lo- losing itself after last year's title. So, 
Would you feel that Krunic will probably step up into the number, I would say, a third midfield role, uh, maybe the number 10 advanced play? Because he's he's quite a good player, I think, for these type of games. He likes to break play up. And I think he's one of, would you say he's one of Pioli's dependable players? Oh, yeah. He is the dependable player for Pioli, 100%. And, uh, yeah, what you'll probably see is he'll definitely be in the midfield, I think. Uh, what he's tend to do is he'll play um, mostly as a holding midfielder, but he'll he'll do the Kessie role where he'll go in the advance okay, and kind of yeah. uh, press with the team uh, to try to cause the turnovers. But usually Benacer is the the attacking midfielder of the trio, and then Tonali and uh, Kurnic kind of drop back and play more defensively. But Kurnic is a utility man. He does everything. Uh, that's why he plays. I mean, for Milanisti, we're always like, why do you always play this guy, right? It's all the time. I don't know who to liken it to, to Roma. I don't know if it's Cristante or whom, but... Yeah, um, that's right. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, Krunic does everything, and he does everything just well enough, and he's a big game player. He he, he came out for the two Napoli games. Anytime there's a big game, Krunic always seems to be doing things really well. So, yeah, I expect him to be in the game tomorrow, and then, um, you know, seeing a, a healthy Brahim with a Leao as well. Um, could pose a, a significant threat on the press uh, when Roma tried to come out with the ball. It is the same with Cristante. Um, I think he was missed in one of the games he was suspended for, which was that crazy Sassuolo game where it ended up 4-3. It could have ended up like 8-6. Um, you do feel like you miss those sort of players' presence because they're, I think they're tactically aware uh, where... They're tactically disciplined as well. They know what to do in their jobs, and they they sit in front of the back four or back exactly. three, and they, exactly. they and they've got a job to do. Um, we missed that with Cristante, and I think you guys sort of miss it with Krunic as well. Um, oh, do I press you for a prediction? <laughs> it's I I'm sort of thinking. I think it could be a draw tomorrow. And I think that probably suits both teams going into the long run. Um, but how do you feel? Would you reckon a draw would be probably the fairest result? I think I think a draw would be uh, would both teams would be happy with the draw. Um, I, I do I really do like Milan's form at the moment, and I think mm. the injuries are a, a thing to worry about for Roma. Agreed. Um, yeah, I, I see. It's going to be a tight game. It always is, you know, anytime Mourinho plays and, and the way Pioli's team plays at the moment. But I think Milan, I think again, a one goal, one goal victory in this, whether it's 2 1 or 1 nothing or something like that. I don't see many goals in this game, uh, but I think Milan's form defensively and then now the reemergence of Leao offensively, uh, there's, there's something to that. Uh, and I it just, it's hard to put a finger on it, but um, it's hard to go against them at the moment, even though I have inter. Uh, and the advantage in the Champions League right now at the moment, but uh, I think in this oh, game, really? I do, yeah. Um, ah. That's just the way they're playing in the cups. Yeah, right that's great. Yeah, but yeah, this game in terms of this game, I think yeah, Milan win two one or one nothing, win by one. I'll say that. Oh, fair enough. You have to back your own team. I would probably say the same thing if I was on your <laughs> part. But it's it, for me, it's the injuries for Roma. The injuries have come exactly. at the wrong time. Um, there was reports yesterday. I was reading it as I was coming back from the cricket yesterday, which was rained off. Um, I was reading about Dybala, and he could be on the bench tomorrow, which is a massive uh, impact for for him and for the, for the club because it gives the team a confidence boost. Um, because I fit the worst with that injury. It, uh, how he stayed on and played the rest of the game was how he did that. But yeah, losing small in 
um, Lorente and then Dybala, um, it changes the complexion a little bit. If those three were fit and, and raring, I could see a more... Uh, I, I would favour a more Roma win, but I'd be happy with a draw. I did say this boldly on our pod, and I still, I still back this. This was before Juventus' 15 points deduction. I said that both Roman clubs will make the top four and get into Champions League football. I did feel that one of Milan or Inter will get into the final of the Champions League. And I, I did say it was Inter because you were right. He's more of a... Inzaghi is, is the cup manager. You see what he did at Lazio and what he's doing now yeah, with Inter. Exactly. And I feel that it could be between one of those, the fourth places between Milan, Juventus and Roma. And it's going to be interesting. I did, I did say this six weeks ago and I'm still, I'm still back in there. But <laughs> it, as you do, you've got to support your own club. But this Champions That's League true. run is, is interesting because... You've got the two Milanese clubs in the Champions League. Juventus have been rejuvenated with their 15 points, even though they lost. I feel I caught the last 15 minutes, and I, I feel they were hard done by with the disallowed goal. Um, they have a point to prove now, and they're in the Europa League semi-final where they have to play severe. Uh, but yeah, it's all up in the air. Um, I think this is more interesting than the relegation battle. I, the relegation battle is even more interesting as well. Um, how, away from the Roma-Milan game, how have you felt Serie A has been as a whole? Because the Champions League race is interesting. The relegation battle is, there's, there's clubs who are playing tonight that could be drawn into it. I feel Sampdoria is already down. Cremonese has a fighting chance. They've won a couple of their last games, even though they lost last weekend. But apart from Napoli, do you feel like the quality hasn't been the best? No, I actually think the quality has been... <laughs> the problem is, uh, and I said this from the beginning of the season, I said this is probably the most talented top seven teams we've had in mm. maybe ever in Serie A. Uh, and the problem is they're all cannibalizing each other, except for Napoli. Yes. Yes. And now in Juventus too, Juventus too, to a consent. Uh, even though recently they had kind of pegged back, but uh, yeah, the quality is so good that they're just taking each other out, and, and you know, it, it's good for Napoli because Napoli's been playing almost perfect ball. But I think the quality is really good um, overall in the league. Even, even the relegation fights, it's it's really kicking up at the moment. Hellas is really kicking up and might get out. Mm. Um, the, the teams that are in the middle, they each of them had their runs in the season where they're playing really well and and threatening to play in Europe. Um, and now you see, you know, Bologna, Torino, and um, Fiorentina trying to get back in there. And so, yeah, I think it's been an absolutely interesting league. I mean, we've seen seasons where the bottom teams have just been so horrific, and it's just not not even a, not even a contest. But this year, I mean, you got possibly from fourteen downward, um, all in the in the relegation fight, and then you got teams from like six, seven up um, that could all battle, battle for the last, you know, European spots. So, uh, it's an, it's an entertaining year. No one yet seemed to be going on a holiday, maybe Lecce, which is unfortunate for them because that could really be their demise. And then also Sassuolo seemed to be on vacation. But again, Sassuolo is a team that could turn it on at any moment and they could score goals for fun. They're a fun, bad team. So it's, it's an entertaining league. I think this year, despite all the cannibalism that's happening at the top of the table. Yeah. Um, I've got this area. I've got. I started with the bottom six because I like to watch the relegation teams because it's more fun to watch. Uh, so uh, I, I don't know if you would agree with that, but like yeah, Hel- yeah. Hellas, Hellas, Spezia, Lecce. There's twenty, twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight. 
Empley has a buffer of four points and Salonatana. I think it's between... You would say if Salonatana and Empley get one or two more wins, they're safe. Sassuolo is their... 13 points, 14 points clear. So are Monza. Monza have done really well this in the latter half of the season and the Palladino. But yeah, uh, Lecce, I think the game that they blew was against Sampdoria because they had about 30 shots on goal. I think they had 23 shots on goal in the first half. and just completely blew it. And then you said there's, there's so many talking points. Bologna, oh, if they didn't lose to Hellas Verona last week, that could have been interesting, but Atalanta have, have got a seven points buffer over them. And then the race for fourth, the top four, Lazio, Juventus, Milan and Roma, Inter are just in, out on the outsides. Atalanta have to make up four more points, but yeah, it, it's... It's, it's I tell twists you, and turns, isn't there, Richard? Sorry. Yeah, I tell you the game to watch for that's gonna the game that will decide the relegation. Uh, who makes it? Who doesn't? It's gonna be May twentieth. It's gonna be Spezia versus Lecce. Ooh, that's gonna be the game that decides one of those teams gets relegated and the other team survives. I get, that's that's what we're putting on series sit down. We kind of went through all the games, broke on every the run in for all three game, all three teams. And we feel that that game May twentieth uh, between Lecce, Lecce and Spezia is gonna decide who gets relegated. Yeah, that because they play they play Cremonese this weekend. Uh, not this weekend. They play Monza this weekend. That's tonight, and then they play Atalanta, Cremonese, AC Milan. That game against Lecce, Torino, and their final game is against Roma, which I'm hoping to go to because it's the final game of the season and tickets would be quite cheap. Um, but yeah, uh, that is quite good. Yeah, that probably reminds you of the. Benevento game against uh, who was it a couple of years ago where they had the chance to oh yeah yeah oh, uh, Crotone, was it Crotone it might Bene- be Crotone yeah where Crotone scored right at the end and it was a lockdown season and they had Benevento had the chances 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 but yeah yeah, yeah. oh god yeah there's there's oh, I do like watching the the, the relegation battle because there's more emphasis on of winning and trying to get out and probably stay in the league. But I feel Hellas could get out of it. But, uh, yeah. Agreed. Spezia getting dragged into it. Lecce, I think, as I said earlier, Empley and Salernitana are um, are pretty much safe. But, yeah. How do you feel for top four? I don't know. It's uh, that's, that's a hard pick. It's, it's, a horrible que- it's a horrible question. I'm really sorry to put you on the spot. Yeah, and, and yeah, and you got you got teams like you know possibly Roma or and or Inter and Milan have to rely on winning a title in Europe to maybe yeah. get into the top four. Yeah, agreed. I don't know. I mean, I, I like the present top four. I do, um, but it, anything can happen. It really anything can happen. So I don't know. It's it's. It's a, it's a cluster up there, and uh, we'll we'll see after all these all these teams are playing each other too. So anything can happen. Uh, it's not just starting off with Roma and uh, Milan. It's going to be a whole, you know, six weeks or eight weeks, whatever how many games is left um, of teams on the top four playing each other. So we'll see all to play for. But uh, I'm gonna say that the current top four is the top four. So Milan sneaking through on head to head, just barely, just barely. I think I would cry 
but I would no, <laughs> but no, no, that's understandable. You are you are back in your own team. But um Richard, thank you very much for joining me on this Friday morning. I know you've got head to head to work, but how can we follow you on social media and your wonderful Serie A sit down podcast? Yeah, uh, well, you can follow me uh, at r underscore k h a r m a n, uh, but more importantly, follow me at City Ass Sit Down on Twitter or Instagram or, or YouTube, uh, and then for the Shaka podcast, it's Shock America, uh, and you can follow me same thing anywhere on social media and on YouTube as well. So, uh, but yeah, uh, that's a, that you probably see me on those two more more so than on my own account. But um, yeah, yeah, any follow those two at least. If anything, if you want to follow me, great, but uh, at least the other two. <laughs> Yeah, follow follow the podcast. Um, Sorry, I sit down has been a, a beacon of me listening to the podcast probably since about 2015, 16, probably. Yeah, yeah. 2016, late 2016. This is our seventh season. Our seventh yeah. season, hard to believe. I think I've been on your podcast four or five times, and it's yeah, I've really, yeah. really enjoyed it, really, really enjoyed it. But, uh, guys, you can follow us at themagicast.com, and you can find all our previous podcasts on the website, and you find us on all podcast platforms, so your Apple uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, etc., etc. We're three away from 200. I think the 200 episode will probably be after the Inter game or before the Inter game. The, the, the podcast will be coming quick and f- quick and fast as as the season goes on uh we'll probably be back monday which is a bank holiday here in the uk uh, to talk review the game against ac milan and we'll be in the week doing same for monza and probably previewing and reviewing the inter game next week so the podcast and the games are coming thick and fast richard Thank you for answering my DM during the week. <laughs> I know <laughs> we, 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 I wanted to do this yesterday, but unfortunately you couldn't, which is understandable. Because uh, I think you said you wanted to record at like eight o'clock at night your time, which was like midnight, and I was sound asleep then. But <laughs> we, we got a time. Um, absolute pleasure. You're more than welcome to come on again. I, I think I did try and get you uh, earlier in the season, and I think you had other commitments, but. That's not to worry, but absolute pleasure, Richard. Uh, really, really enjoyed it. And uh, enjoy your work. Enjoy work today. And enjoy the game over the weekend. Yeah, thank you again for the invite. We'll definitely love to come back. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll try to enjoy the game, but got to get through the work today first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off. I'm not going to rub that in. I'm going to do, sh- <laughs> do some shopping in a bit. going to have some breakfast. But that's that's pretty much enough from, from myself and Richard. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the football. We'll speak soon. Ciao for now.